Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Behind the Human. My name is Mark Champagne, and I'm your host. And as you know, it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, we have Rachel Sanders on the show, who is the CEO and co-founder of Routine, a company focused on optimizing health with precision nutrition. Rachel, so exciting to have you here. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, we are going to have a great chat. There's some big things going on in your life, uh, personally, obviously as a as a mom, as well as everything going on at the company and your backstory. So I really can't wait to ju- uh, jump into some of the mental fitness. But before we do, and before we get into some of those tactics and strategies and whatnot, if you put aside the titles and all of that, like, who are you? <laughs> it's a really great question. I mean, I would say I'm someone who's really passionate about health and really passionate about optimizing my own health um, and making sure that I'm I'm having a really full life as well. And so for me, that means aligning the work that I'm doing with my personal beliefs, making sure I'm paying attention to my own self-care, but also trying to have as full of a life as you can as a founder um, outside of work, which is relationships, which is family, um, which is travel when when travel is now allowed. Um, mm-hmm. And not always the best part, best in terms of balancing it all, but that's kind of how I think about, think about life. Am I optimizing myself professionally and personally um, all at the same time? I like, it's, it just really has a nice ring to it, like full life and I like that you opened in in that way and I'd like to unpack that a little bit more because I think in general, usually the narrative around uh, an early stage founder or a founder or an entrepreneur or business owner or whatnot, it's, there's a, there's a bit of a different narrative. It's, it's sure as a full life in terms of schedule and decisions and stress and all of that, that's the typical narrative that plays out. But I love that you're, you know, you're thinking about this in, in uh, not just business, but your, you know, your relationships and your family and so forth. Have, have you always had that perspective or did something happen or did you go through any kind of reflection to kind of get to this point? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I wouldn't say that full life to me or I'm guessing any founder is going to look the same as what it might look like for someone who isn't a business owner or founder. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more for me about integrating it all together and trying my best at all of it versus having necessarily having time for for every every single thing. Um, I would say a couple, kind of my biggest influence in kind of how I think about it is I started my career in investment banking. um, And I'm not sure how much you know about life as an investment banking analyst right out of college, but your life is basically not your own. You do not yeah. have freedom, um, freedom of thought, freedom of time, um, especially before the remote, the change to remote, not that banking analysts are remote now. Um, but at that time, I I was dealing with my own kind of stress, burnout. I was actually also in a car accident my first year, which put me in um, kind of severe pain, chronic whiplash. and. From that um, time, I, I kind of was thinking, look, I, I really believe in in looking at how to help people optimize their health. I want to make an impact. I believe in it personally from a wellness and health perspective. 
Um, how do I improve my own stress, my own burnout? How do I bring that into my relationships? How do I bring that into my family? Um, and so really finding a path where I'm personally passionate about what I'm doing every day, the company that I'm building, the team, and, and how the how we're thinking about it from a culture perspective, and then how do I bring that into my own life? So a lot of things overlap, um, which to me feels fuller um, than if I'm kind of doing one thing here, one thing there. Um, and that's really how I've thought about it. Um, and I think the ultimate ultimate thing is, is making sure that you're finding joy in what you're doing. Um, granted, being a founder, you're on a roller coaster on a day-to-day basis. It's not always joyful. It's very difficult. But um, if you're not personally passionate about the problem that you're solving um, and the company that you're building, it's it's much harder to do it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But I like how you, you know, I like the idea of just the like the integration piece, right? Where, you know, it doesn't have to be, and it's just, it's just I feel like it's not realistic as well, like to have, it's like, okay, there's this part of my life and it's very separate from this part. Like, it just seems to me that's just a recipe to stress and in a sense, almost failure in, in the process right? Like there's, it, it's all interconnected. So if we can kind of take that perspective and, and then I think what's also key is just take the moments to check in with ourselves throughout the journey and like, okay, well, like what's in check right now or what's in play or what needs to be readjusted so that you don't fall into this like autopilot situation. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm like fully burnt out. And like, how did that happen? Right? Yeah, exactly. And the, and the integration, so as an as an example um, for anyone listening, because obviously that sounds really hard. It's um, having I, I do work remote mostly, um, and I've been able, luckily, been able to um, be at home a lot of times when my kids are also at home, so I can see them mm-hmm. for lunch or I can check in with them um, and and kind of do do that or maybe take a walk in the middle of the day um, and and kind of be able to see that. So that's one one example. Another example is I, I recently had a baby um, four weeks ago, and and part of um, postpartum recovery is, is hard, right? Like it's just, you go, your body goes through a lot. Um, but routine as a company and as a product has helped me through pregnancy and through postpartum. So you're, you're able to, and I'm able to test what's going on inside my body, understand like where my, where my levels are. Um, and, and thinking about like stress hormones and vitamin levels and things along those lines and also using routine, um, to kind of power my pregnancy and power my postpartum uh, experience uh, also helps me think about, all right, what other problems are our new moms facing? How can we as a company help them better? Um, yeah. As you think about a high-performing parent, um, how w- what challenges am I currently going through in my personal life that other parents, not just moms, are, are also going through? And so kind of integrating it that way um, allows it to be more fluid than if it's, as you mentioned, just in, in different boxes. Mm-hmm. We're going to get in. I'm, I, we're going to spend a, a good amount of time on routine because I've got plenty of questions to unpack that. Uh, your work, obviously, and especially in the, these specific topics. Um, but before we go there, I just I want to just stay on the uh, new mom uh, category right now because I, I'd love to just know, like you have two young kids, you're running... Uh, a pretty awesome company and that's on a it seems to be growing quite well and you know it's 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 on its own you know path or trajectory or strapped to a rocket ship kind of situation so i'm just curious you know with a brand new baby and 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 your other daughter uh, of course 
Like, what are some of the micro adjustments you've had to, to make either with your own mental fitness or your rituals and your routines and so forth to be, you know, the best for yourself first, but then of course, as, as, as a mom and, um, and leader of a company. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still, I'm still working through it with the second one, uh, given how <laughs> new it is. And I, um, yeah, so I, I would say like finding support and asking for help. Um, there's, this like dearth of information around how high performing women actually operate with families and kids at home. Um, I'm not really sure why, but a lot of it maybe has to do with culture or people aren't talking about it, or you feel like you might be judged, et cetera. But, um, the, the secret is that everybody has help or like you need help. Um, you either have partner, you have family, you have childcare, you have other support. Um, and that's really kind of how I, I've done it. I, I think I spend a lot of most of my time either working or with my family. Um, and so making those like slight adjustments, of course, friendships are very important. But in this like kind of season of life, I'm not able to spend as much time on on that as I am or as I am spending in, in work. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you balance that? Like just in your yeah. own mind? Um. From a mental perspective, I mean, I try to I try to check in with friends as, as much as I, I possibly can. But as a founder, your your life is kind of different than other people. Yeah. Um, you're you're constantly thinking about your company. You're working more, um, and so being able to connect with other founders is is one thing that, like, as you think about building a community or, or building your kind of support network, um, that's a big one. I, I have a number of um, friends that I went to business school with who are females, who have founded companies, who have families, um, and connecting with those types of people help kind of put my own life into perspective and, and see other ways that I can improve and, and optimize, optimize there. Um, but yeah, from, from, and from an adjustment standpoint, mentally, um, giving myself grace, um, something that, um, and, and being allowed to make mistakes. I, I give myself grace and being allowed to make mistakes all the time. Um, but when you have more on your plate, you don't, you're not sleeping as much. Uh, it's a little harder to kind of keep up with that. Um, but continuing to remind myself that this is, um, this is a season, there are other kind of things going on and, um, you're still doing, I'm still doing more than a lot of people. And so, uh, yeah. I will kind of get to the other, other side of it. Well, what I've one thing I've really enjoyed about just getting to know you, uh, I guess you could say digitally. I mean, we've met once uh, uh, over Zoom before, but then I've, I've I've followed along your journey since then, and I've really enjoyed your Twitter feed. And it, I feel like that's also it seems like it's another avenue for you, at least, to ask for help or ask for that advice. I mean, I, I've pulled a whole bunch of kind of one-liners that we can really direct a conversation in, in many different ways, but just. You know, even just talking about sleep, right? The one of the recent ones I saw four weeks into newborn life and remind me once again that good sleep equals good performance and poor sleep equals poor performance. Um, and then you, you know, you go on to ask people different questions, right? Like, what's one of the biggest productivity hacks as a founder um, uh, when it comes to your scheduling and then so forth? Or what is one thing you want to know more about? Um, what has that done for you? Like just, you know, when you, is it, is your flow just as, as you're navigating big topics or big moments or themes in your life? Um, is that like kind of the go-to pop a question out and see what comes back? I mean, I would say I I just, I love hearing 
how other people think about things. I love hearing how other people structure their day, um, how people structure their health health stacks. So like what are they using yeah. to to keep themselves healthy? Um, our company is all about um, one size fits you. It's it's precise, it's personalized. Health is health is individual. Um, and understanding how people kind of get to their health stack, what they're testing, what they're trying, um, how they get to their productivity stack is is really interesting. Um, and as a person, um, one of my of overarching points through life is that I'm constantly curious and, and trying to learn. Um, that's true in academics. It's true throughout my founder journey. Um, I think it is what makes founders really successful is just being curious about everything. Um, and so asking questions, hearing how people are doing things is, is certainly part of my life, whether it's on Twitter, um, through customer discovery, as I um, talk to other founders, um, as I I've done some very small dollar angel investing. I like to support specifically female founders, and I'm very passionate about getting um, non-traditional investors on cap tables. That's another aside, mm, but on sure. in that side of my life, um, being really curious and asking questions and, and understanding it that way. So um, that's a long answer to, to yes, um, but yeah. being curious is is important. Do you have any type of personal journaling practice or anything like that before you, you know, kind of, cause what you're doing on Twitter is technically, I would say is, is journaling. Um, cause if you redefine, and this was a lot, a lot of my work, if you redefine journaling to just reflection, which is the actual practice, then all of a sudden it opens up a whole other world, right? It's, it, it's not necessarily pen to paper or in an app or structured, you know, kind of, I start my day like this. It's it's really just taking some time to think. Yeah. So, and if you talk about journaling as a habit, I'm not great at that. But if you talk about okay. journaling or thinking about like the reflection, yeah. there's a number of ways that kind of flows through in my life. So on a professional standpoint, I, I definitely do um, kind of like quarterly reflecting where um, I actually take blank sheets of white computer paper um, with blue ink because I've read that clear sheets on blue ink is one of the best ways to kind of visually see stuff and remember things um, okay, and just like start that. writing stuff down. Um, and it allows you to think about it. It doesn't have to be linear. It can yeah. be you're drawing horizontally or you're making circles or you're drawing kind of going from one thing to the other. And it allows you to kind of get your, your flow out of your head. Um, and that really helps kind of think about, um, where do we want to go from a future, from a company standpoint? Like, how am I thinking about it personally? Sometimes I'll do it for that. Um, so that's one practice that I do a lot of. I also keep a moleskin notebook. Again, I don't have lines on it. So I have um, what people normally use for sketch notebooks as my actual um, kind of notebook. So I can be freer in my thoughts and, and how I think about things and get things down before I actually like write them on paper. Um, I'm also a big um, proponent of fitness, which is probably not shocking to anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I try to work out or walk every day. Um, and that is a time for thinking, a time for clarity of thought, um, and sometimes also just a time to get out of my head, which is sometimes the times that the, my best ideas um, come to me. And so I would say those are things that I try to do and allow myself to have that time so that I can properly reflect versus being so deep in the details of every day. Hello, friends. Given you're here, I'm making the assumption that you're motivated to be mentally fit. 
So with that in mind, I want to let you know about the Better Questions newsletter, which publishes once or twice a month, providing all of us the opportunity to slow down, think, and ask better questions. As you know, quality questions are my thing, and this is an opportunity to share the prompts I've studied and curated to help our minds be healthier, clearer, more intentional, and expand our mental capacity. You can sign up over at BehindTheHuman.com slash newsletter, which will also give you a preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. That's BehindTheHuman.com slash newsletter. Now back to the show. Well, the, the, the walks, the walks are so um, underrated, I, I find, in, in, in society. Because there's mm-hmm. just so, there's obviously the, the, the physical movement piece that's great. If you can get outside, of course, you know, just being outside of nature or, or uh, you know, just some fresh air in general. And then just all of the, the, the mental benefits, to your point, like either you, you know, using walks to, to think or ideate or whatever, but also equally just, you know, without, without music or without a podcast to just be present and see the details as you're walking and try to clear out the mind. And it's no surprise that that's when ideas surface because we, we allow our minds to sit and be still and, and essentially work its magic, right. And form the connections and surface stuff. It's all in there. Exactly. And I've, I've tested kind of gone between sometimes I listen to music, see like, how does that make me feel? What does that do for my mind? Um, listen to podcasts, um, go for walks without anything, uh, which is Mm -hmm. hard for me. I like like listening to things. Um, but that does also allow for other kind of clarity of thought, especially now in, in my current kind of stage of life of having a newborn, constant noise, chaos, et cetera, (laughs) (laughs) going for a walk. I have a dog. Um, and kind of taking her for a walk and just having silence is yeah. um, important as well. Well, I'm, I'm always amazed at how much noise those mini humans can make for their size, <laughs> right? <laughs> silence is a good thing. Uh, you obviously in the, in the intro and you've alluded to, you know, some of your work and whatnot and routine. So I definitely want to get into it. And, uh, you know, it's a company and it's... Uh, the mission and, and, and the vision and, and the work that you're putting out there is something I personally uh, really believe in and, and I'm super grateful that we're able to connect through our work and, and that you and the team are, you know, like really bright lights in this world, putting this kind of work out there. So why don't you just give a little bit of a background of uh, the company and the work? And, and I'd love to know if you remember, like, what was the question that started Routine? Yeah, definitely. I can tell you a little more about the company and then and then the why behind it. So Routine is focused on optimizing health through precision nutrition. Um, and what that means is we look at your health data um, across lifestyle, genetics, blood levels, and, and now um, hormonal levels as well, and recommend um, precision health products and precision nutrition products uh, based on that health data. And then we enable ways to track to see if those kind of insights and recommendations and products are working uh, through in-app tracking and uh, continuous blood testing. So uh, blood testing over every quarter or every six months to see kind of where your body is and and how it's adjusting. And we make Mm. sure that everything that we do, so our precision multi is dynamic. So it's smart. We look at data over time. So we're supporting your body um, at every stage versus just giving you recommendations. for kind of one time and once and and go from there. Um, And the story behind it really was, is is I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I um, 
I started my career in investment banking, focused on health, um, and I really saw that all this innovation was happening on the sick care side. So most of our health system, it, the money, time, innovation is spent on helping sick people mm-hmm. either get healthier or manage their sickness. Um, and having kind of earlier on in my life, middle school age, cured some gut health and other um, health-related concerns through nutrition and through lifestyle intervention, I constantly was asking myself, why can't we apply this innovation earlier so that people get sick less? So we're spending less money on sick care and more time and energy on helping people stay healthy longer. Um, And this question continued to kind of go through my head. I um, left banking to get my MBA, really kind of spending time in this area. How do I, how do I help propel this forward? How do I make an impact? Um, And through that was really connected with Daniel, who's our other co-founder. He has a PhD in biotechnology, which in layman's terms means he's a crazy smart scientist um, that knows how to kind of look at health data, genetics, blood levels, and build really simple, um, effective consumer-facing products um, from that data. And together, we both had personal and professional experiences that really told us, hey, we we want to enable people to leverage their health data in a better way so that they can improve how they look, feel, and perform on a daily basis um, and help on the prevention side versus the, versus the sick care side. Um, and that was really where and, and how Routine came to be. So we launched in 2019 and, and have been scaling since and really on this mission to, to build a reality where health and wellness decisions are based on real-time health data and individual biology versus um, one-size-fits-all fads and kind of yeah. generalized uh, health experiences, which is really obviously not working as our health care is Clearly. getting more expensive <laughs> and our health is getting worse. Yeah, totally. Well, and just also for everyone listening, like the actual, um, the actual product itself is um, like what there, could you, I guess, what's the best way to describe it? It's like, it's like vitamin, almost like vitamins or pellets, customized vitamins in a way, right? Yeah. So we we have um, a couple of different types of products now. So we have at-home lab tests. Um, so we have got three la- or four tests. Um, we have a DNA test that looks specifically at your nutrition um, and, and how your body is, is potentially absorbing or processing nutrients. Um, we have a of two different blood tests, which look at your vitamin inflammation and mineral levels, which vitamin deficiencies or nutritional deficiencies can play a large role in a lot of different health conditions, whether it's stress, energy levels, um, fatigue, mood imbalance, things like that. Um, and then we have recently launched, which we're in private beta now, a stress program, um, which also looks at your cortisol levels and, and gives lifestyle and nutrition recommendations accordingly. Um, and then from those lab tests, we have a precision multi, um, multivitamin, which um, is custom dosed per every individual based on your health data. Um, and it's yeah. delivered in a single serve sachet in microbeads, which are um, very small um, vitamins, minerals, and especially compounds that um, you can take either with liquid or you can turn store into a smoothie or People have even put it on ice cream or um, things like that. So it's it's really easy to take. I love it. I mean, what I really love about all of this is that, because like even, even myself personally, I've spent a good amount of time working with um, some in- integrative medicine physicians and, you know, just you know, probably similar to some of your backstory, just working on gut health and things like that. 
And, but I but I often think like even some of the supplements that that I'm on now, you know, in the time when we were doing the tests and whatnot, were you know quite helpful and and, and very beneficial for me. But then as like even as stress levels shift around and as like I'm thinking of this from my from a mental fitness perspective and like I'm always experimenting and trying different things and I can see like I can feel the benefits but you know I'm still essentially kind of on the same supplement you know flow or 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 you know cocktail I guess you could say which at one point was was quite personalized or customized and what what you guys are doing, and we've got to, I don't know where you're at with uh, making it easy for us Canadians to to get to get the product because that's next uh, for me. Um, I would I would love to just see like with shifts in mental fitness practices and of course shifts in diet and lifestyle and and exercise and whatnot, like how the results are changing. And like in a way it's motivating to see like, you know, okay, I'm doing this and you can see the results inside as well, right? Exactly. And I mean, so many people are like you in that question. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm taking all of these things, whether they got it through a functional medicine doctor or looked online, um, and they're spending, I think the, the global supplement industry is, is about $500 billion. So they're spending $500 billion not knowing <laughs> if things are working. Um, and so that's one of the kind of having that feedback loop both through through data and then soon to be wearables as well is, is what is happening and, and how are your supplement needs changing and are they working and, and how do we kind of be more dynamic about it? Um, so we help answer answer that question. And one of the yeah. one of the other kind of points here is that Integrated medicine doctors, functional medicine doctors are, are great, but they're really mostly reserved for a very select few. And so what we're looking to do and what we're doing is we're really democratizing access to this really precise, personalized um, solution for people. So um, we, yeah. we help you get access to your health data. We help you understand it. And then we provide you really simple products um, and, and kind of actions to, to help you improve your health and then help you figure out if they're working and, and redefine them over time. That is a really good point because I, I and, and that was my situation as well. Like I was actually working with these physicians. So for me, there wasn't a, there, there wasn't a direct cost. And if that wasn't the case, um, I don't know, it would have been, I mean, it's hard to put a price tag on your health, but we also have to be realistic. It, as of right now, like that kind of level of, of 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 service is still high priced you know until it hopefully gets to a point where it's starting to replace kind of some of the sick care um setups and it's it's being you know there's more options to be covered and so forth so it's a good point like i like and i, I like the idea that you know there's there's there are options that's what's it's, it's that's what's exciting about what's happening i think i feel like it, it, in just the health space in general there's just more and more people you know kind of asking tough questions and wanting to create change and you know the other thing too is there's a lot of collaboration you know i just think of like you and levels and 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 like i've been involved with with both of you and and just everyone really just trying to help you know and provide different solutions and realizing that we are unique, unique human beings that require unique solutions. Exactly. And and that's one of the, I'd say, fun parts about being a, a founder and, and a participant in this next wave of what health can look like um, is that 
we do all have a common mission where we're trying to improve people's health. And and we know that there's different avenues and, and all of these different things kind of are interconnected. Our body is a system um, and metabolic health matters, nutrition matters, making sure you're not nutrient deficient matters. And so understanding all of these different aspects of of your health and how you can improve it, and then working together as as brands and as as builders to really go after that common mission is is exciting. When when you reflect back, well, I, mean, I can't even say reflect back because you're so close to it. But when you know you uh, were pregnant um, with your your uh, latest child, what? Because this, I can't think of a situation where the body is more rocked and like hormones shifting around and just like almost unimaginable. Uh, it, this is where it's like it, almost a miracle to be a human. It's like, wow, it's, it's incredible that our bodies do this. Um, so I can't think of a, a, a better use case to see your product at work. And I'm just curious, like what going through that process and, and having access to, you know, tracking, uh, uh, you know, your health, like, was there anything that surprised you or anything that you know, as a mom, that other moms might be like, Oh, I didn't, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Again, caveat knowing that we're all, you know, we're all very unique, but just in, in general, anything you'd like to share about that experience? Yeah, I'll actually put this back to my first pregnancy. And, and one of the biggest things that routine helped me understand, um, well, there's there's twofold. So one, um, being able to integrate my lab tests being done by my doctor with lab tests that I can get through routine and getting a truly personalized um, prenatal is, is what it was at that point. Um, it's still routine, but personalized specifically to everything that I needed it, um, made me feel really good as a mom. Like it made me feel like I was doing what I needed to do and, and had what I needed and, and nothing that I didn't. Um, and the other kind of kind of thing that I talk about here is that through our DNA test, we look at the gene, the MTHFR gene, which matters a lot in health for both men and women, but specifically in women's health as it um, relates to um, fertility and pregnancy. And I mm. do have a variation on my MTHFR gene, which I would not have known without routine. Um, I brought that information to my doctor um, and my OB actually made recommendations around um, mine and my baby's health because of that knowledge related to the gene. Um, and so we had some kind of um, end of pregnancy, first time um, planning uh, because yeah. I knew that I had that gene. And then um, fast forward to this pregnancy, similarly, um, my care recommendations and kind of the information was I, I was a partner with her because I had that, that knowledge from routine um, that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I like that's I like that language, a partner in in that in your care. It's just I know with my own wife, like even we there's a bit of a gap with our two kids, and I would say we're like actually different humans uh, from six years ago, or or just more curious, especially when it comes to health and asking more and more questions. And I just remember being there's so much frustration because it's like it feels like you're feels like you are alone you know, trying to uncover like, well, what is the best route? Um, you know, whether it's your, your nutrition and supplements and so forth, or even just, you know, delivering. And like, we, we learned so much on like what just automatically is given to the baby or like rubbed on their eyes and like, well, okay, well, why? Like, why are you doing that? It's like, oh, and, and for the most part, m many healthcare professionals can't even answer that. It's just like, well, we've always done this. 
but then right, and then you start asking more questions, like, well, actually, like in, in our case, um, you know, the uh, pediatric society doesn't even re- recommend that procedure anymore, or that whatever they rub on their eyes and so forth. At least in Canada, it's like this is crazy, right? So I, I feel like at least you, you know, there's more and more. Uh, companies and, and hopefully through conversations like this, just at least allowing us the, the, or giving us the permission to ask questions. Yeah. And I think, and I think this like proliferation of access to our own health data is really, is really helping power that. But Mm -hmm. the, the companies and I think the winners and the trends of kind of, let's say the next five, 10 years is really around the companies that are able to put that layer of insights, recommendations, and really simple to follow, like based on everything and, and all of this information, like here are three things that you need to think about. Um, yeah. And that's where technology can really come in and and with the oversight of, of clinicians and, and medical professionals to make sure that we're we're training the AI that way. We're, we're making things that are clinically accurate, but we're also enabling this aspect of personalized health because a lot of What's interesting is a lot of what's happening in in medical re- in in medicine and in the clinic is based on research for like individual populations without accounting for individual biomarkers. And so, how does this like new proliferation of data allow us to actually get better um, from a decision making and clinical standpoint? Which there's a lot of interesting companies that are doing stuff there too. Um, but yeah, like a- allowing us to take over control of what's going on in our healthcare, help um, become a partner with our with our clinicians, and then really like allow us to optimize our own health on an individual basis versus having to rely on decades old research or research that was done or recommendations done on populations that don't really apply to us. Mm-hmm. Are there just speaking of that? You know, just s- simple kind of general ways to I guess implement. Um, some solutions before that, like for people listening, are there just any general kind of blanket questions that you could recommend uh, us to reflect on? Just even start down this road of of precision medicine, or or take you know taking our health yeah, into our own hands and 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 more seriously. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, not surprisingly, I'm going to recommend like testing your body. So understand. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have nutritional deficiencies? What do your genes say about your health? Um, where are you from a metabolic health standpoint? Um, have you kind of gotten a metabolic panel? Things like that. So you you really need to test um, before you take action. And so you otherwise you're just guessing. Um, and so starting with testing, whether that be through a digital biomarker, so even like HRV, right? So you put a Whoop or an Apple Watch on your wrist. Um, where's your HRV? What does that tell you about stress? Um, what does that tell you about overall health? What's your resting heart rate? How are you sleeping? Um, those are some easy entry points. I think 50% of adults or it's like 30 to 50% of adults have some sort of wearable. Um, and then go from there into, into more in-depth testing. Uh, it's now accessible from a price standpoint, um, for a lot of people, um, and kind of starting there, because unless you unless you know what's going on in your body, there's no way to optimize it. Uh, similar to if you kind of look at a balance sheet of a company or you look at a P&L of a company, um, you don't really know where to go if you can't see what, um, what's been happening yeah. previously. 
Totally. Uh, no, it resonates with me. Like from it, from from my work, and this is actually how my book is structured, and it's because of of interviewing people like yourself and, and studying the minds of almost three hundred people now. And it's really the book is structured in part one being first we need to get clear, then we need to get intentional, which is you know the solutions and whatnot that match that clarity and where you're where you're you know hoping to end up. Um, and then from there, like it's, if you're doing those two things, the, the third part of the equation in my perspective or from my point of view is, uh, happens by default. It's like there's an expansion of opportunity and possibility. And, and in your case, I would say, you know, health, because, you know, you're putting in that formula and, and the, the results have to follow up at, at one point. So I love the idea of just, because we we just I, I feel like in general we always try to jump to solutions and the actions and so forth and if but if we don't spend time to your point like testing and getting clear then a we can waste a lot of time and, and money um, but b you know we're just we're, we're not getting the most out of it right exactly and and if you think about kind of how I don't know you think about productivity or you think about work or you think about kind of optimizing your team uh, you're not creating, or maybe you are, but the most effective (laughs) people um, will have a baseline, have that plan in place, and then have a way to tell if you're successful or not. So what is the metric where you're starting? And then how are you going to improve it with that plan? And then how do you test to see if it actually worked? Um, And that's, you should be applying to your health as well. For sure. I love it. Uh, as we start to wrap up the conversation, I, I do have to ask, I mean, you've alluded to some of these things, but I would I definitely love to just grab a snapshot in time because just like w- what we've been speaking about on the health side in terms of uh, precision medicine and personalized, uh, I guess you can call them treatment plans, I, I sus- subscribe to the same thing when it comes to our mental fitness that we're all different. Um, and we, you know, different different practices, rituals, tools, questions, all that kind of stuff will resonate for us in, in different ways. But um, part of my objective of these conversations is just give pe- is to give people examples. And I love the stage of life that you're in, especially as a, as a, a second time mom and, and being in the thick of things. Like there's a lot of people that can resonate with that. Uh, I mean, my, myself included, frankly, with a, a one-year-old. I'd love to know, like, what are some of your non-negotiables when it comes to your health right now? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Nutrition is number one. um, And that's both diet and um, supplementation and just making sure that I'm providing myself with the most nutrients that I can to support healing, to support postpartum. Um, And when you kind of look at the pillars of health across sleep, mental fitness, um, exercise and nutrition, two of those, <laughs> the, the mental fitness and the sleep kind of can go by the wayside when you're in the thick of things. And so yeah. what can you do or even like all of them, right? So what can yeah. you do to make sure that you're supporting the other other things? Um, yes, when you're not sleeping, it's harder to get the right nutrients. It's harder to stay mentally fit. It's harder to exercise. Um, and then Two is um, kind of movement. So I am 
yet to be cleared to actually exercise, but I can walk. Um, and yeah. so how can I make sure that I'm trying to get movement into my day? Um, and that's also from a mental mental place. Like I, mm-hmm. I need that in my life. I worked out, um, thanks to the support of future, but I, I worked out and exercised, um, until the day before my baby was born. Um, and it's just the time where I can think I can clear my head. Obviously there's a lot of support around how exercise impacts mental health. Um, so trying to get that in as much as I can. Um, and then one practice I've done the past couple of weeks that's been really helpful, um, is finding like 10 minutes or even five minutes of just like total silence. Like where can I get total silence where I can just like listen to my own thoughts? Um, And even that um, will like allow me to step back into whatever I'm doing with a lot better view of, of, of things. Sure. Uh, Just on that one as a, as a follow-up question, because I know, I mean, how, you know, how reactive things can be obviously with, with kids and then, you know, with the company as well. How are you doing that? Like, practically speaking, are you, are you trying to schedule that in at some capacity or like checking in with yourself in the afternoon of like, okay, uh, seems like there might be a window here, like just making sure that you're getting that quiet time in. Yeah, right now it's very haphazard. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of I scheduling. Um, <laughs> I I try to do it. And if it if it comes about where I'm just like at my breaking point, um, it's also really communication, right? So like I I do have a great partner who plays a big role in in helping in, in raising the kids and making sure everything is is there. And if there's a point where I'm like, look, I need five minutes, um, I just say it. <laughs> and then I go take mm-hmm. five minutes and then I come back. Um, but yeah, finding it throughout the day or in the evening or even just like right before you go to bed, even if the only thing you want to do is go to sleep, like how can you be intentional, whether it's um, like a quick meditation or like working through a body scan or something like that, where you can just kind of center yourself um, mm. has been really helpful. It is amazing, like how far five or ten minutes can go in 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 that in that situation, right? Where you're intentional and, and quiet or silent and so forth. Like, at, and sometimes it could feel like you know you've taken a three hour power nap just by taking that that time. So um, I'm happy you brought that up and. And Rachel, I mean, thank you so much for for making time. I feel honored that, you know, we're able to spend some time with you given I know what's going on and that, you know, you're fresh out of a, of a delivery. Uh, so thank you for that. And a higher thank you just for, you know, the work that you're dedicating your energy towards and the ripple effect that that's having around the world. Um, because when, you know, when we're, when we're healthy, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and, and everything in between, I mean, there's just so much that comes from that, right? There's so much innovation, there's just great, you know, relationships, conversations, and there's just, there's a lot, a lot of benefits. So thank you for, for dedicating um, your work to that. Yes, thanks so much for having me on. This has been such a, a fun conversation. And it's um, my pleasure to, uh, really just continue to innovate and um, push this space forward. 